6.07. Jay Lynn is off today. She'll be back again tomorrow. We continue with the heat. We continue with the concern over the fires. We have the the evacuation notice in an area of Leduc County. Then hearing, boy, you know that it would be a lot of angst for the people around Fort McMurray to have another evacuation alert uh, several years after the, the horrible fire of, uh, of 2017. Uh, same kind of extreme heat uh, and same kind of concern. So we'll keep an eye on that. And a little later on this morning, we'll be having a conversation with Mike Flanagan, who's a, a wildfire expert out of the U of A, talked to him many times, and has certainly has been at the forefront of discussing the wildfire situation in Alberta. That is coming up a little later on this morning. Uh, right now, we want to go to Peru. Well, not us personally, but there is a group that is leaving from here to head to Peru in order to bring internet to a remote community in that country, in South America? A couple of questions, how and why? So to find out the answers to both of those questions, uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Kevin Jacobson, who is joining us this morning, uh, a technology instructor at Nate Wireless Systems Engineering Technology at Nate. He and another student, and then a whole bunch of people are going to be heading to uh, to Peru to try and make this happen. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. A little hot <laughs> as we yeah. go through these next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, first off, I think we should, we better ask why. Why Peru? Why so far away? Why such a remote village? How did they get your attention? And, and, and why did you decide you could help them get wireless internet technology? Well, it all started a couple of years ago when I got a call from um, uh, the chair of the alternative energy department at Nate. His name is Jim Sandercock. They've been involved with a not-for-profit outfit called Light Up the World. Mm-hmm. What they've been doing for quite a few years is installing solar, like uh, sustainable energy, into communities that are remote in the world that are a, a long ways from the power grid and don't have any power. Yep. They've been installing solar for quite a few years uh, in Peru, I think also uh, Guatemala and places like that. So it's a long-standing project. But recently, and especially when the the pandemic popped up, uh, they realized, well, they're getting power into some remote schools, um, but what they're missing is actually the communication piece. They don't have internet. And strangely enough, the the Peruvian government does supply um, some devices like laptops and tablet devices to students, but they've got no way to connect it because they've got no network. And, and so they asked for your help in order to achieve this. Uh, creating a, a local network, is that particularly difficult? Um, it's not really difficult. I mean, we do it all the time. Um, the difficulty is we, we've never been to the community. We don't know the people. We haven't seen the site. So we're actually engineering it uh, remotely with uh, information that we're getting from the local people, some people that are actually in Lima as part of Light Up the World, so we're getting some information from them. And then what we do is we look at it from uh, basically a satellite view, Google Earth, so we can see the site, see what there is. But we don't know what what the buildings are like, uh, what the construction of the buildings are. We can kind of do some measurements from Google Earth. Um, But we're we're designing the whole thing remotely, which makes it a little more uh, difficult there's also a little bit of the cultural difference too, you know. Which also means you need a team to go down there because once you get there, it could be different on the ground than what you were assuming or expecting or educated guessing uh, from here. You've got to be able to adapt. Yeah, exactly. We are educated guessing, that's for sure. That's what we do is we educate people to guess really well. So we're using uh, software tools to simulate. Uh, I have a student, Gavin Moses, who's um, 
actually simulating the the radio propagation. Uh, but we're doing it using some assumptions we don't know. Yeah. So we're doing some simulations to plot out the, the radio coverage, how well the Wi-Fi is going to work down on the ground. But then what we do is uh, when we go there, we've got also got some tools we can measure and just see how close the simulation was. Uh, it sounds it sounds really cool, and obviously it's a learning experience. I am just I really I'd like to get into the reasoning behind it and sort of that learning experience here in just a second. But the first thing that also jumps to mind is you can have a wireless network on the ground, but without the connection to the internet. So I'm assuming it's through satellite. Is that what you will be doing? Is uh, is picking up a satellite uh, feed? Yes, that's exactly it. Because and you're exactly right. There's two pieces to it. There's the the local network on the ground. I call it the terrestrial network. So we have to design that. But then you need to link into, you need a pipe into the internet. Yeah. So we don't live there and we've never been there. So we had to investigate all the options. We had to find out, is there a, a tower nearby that we can connect to? Is, a, is there a cellular system nearby we can connect to? But it turns out after looking into it, the most viable option is actually satellite. So we had to find out about the, the satellite systems that are available in the area. Turns out there's really only two. There's HughesNet and there's this new one you've heard about probably. It's called Starlink. Yeah, Starlink, the Elon Musk one, all that. Was, yeah. And I kind of figured that would have had to have been, because how remote is this village? Oh, it's very remote. So it, even getting there is uh, kind of a big deal. We're flying into Lima. Then we have to fly to another town uh, closer uh, called Ayacucho, and that's about an hour flight from Lima. Then uh, the only way in is it's, it's up in the Andes Mountains. Uh, the elevation is over 4,300 meters mm-hmm. above sea level. And apparently it's, uh, there's a team of trucks, four-wheel drive trucks, that will take about five hours to drive in from Ayacucho. And, and the, 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 the village is what? Palcapampa? Palcapampa? Yeah, the double L in Spanish. I, I don't speak Spanish. Well, I it should to... be a Y, isn't it? Pardon me? Is it, does it sound like a Y? That's right. It's Paikampampa. Oh, there we go. Okay. And my Spanish is not very good, so I'm going to be learning a lot. <laughs> it's going to get better. Uh, you know, and uh, I always wonder, who pays for this? Do you guys fundraise for it? Are there, are there grants? Does the government uh, of Peru help out, or how does that work? Because obviously, that's a lot. Of, how many people are you taking, and how long is the trip? That might give me a better idea, too, of uh, what the cost might be. Yeah, it's a pretty significant thing, and a big piece of it is the solar installation. So i got to mention them because, of course, without solar power... We don't have any power to power the internet. Yeah. So there's a whole team. In total, there are 22 students and three instructors in two separate teams. So you can imagine that's a pretty significant cost to send those people in. But it's a significant installation just to get the solar power system in there. Well, it sounds like either a lot of student fundraising or Peruvian government helping out or the Light Up the World group uh, helping to pay for it. Yeah, it's essentially through Light Up the World, and and, and I don't know uh, that much about how Light Up the World works, but it is a non-profit, so they take donations. So if you go to lightuptheworld.org, L-U-T-W.org, you can find out a lot more about them. So I, I believe they do have some Canadian funding, federal funding, mm-hmm. local Peruvian funding, and just from private donors as well. Uh, it's a, and, and what an experience, too. It's a, both a learning experience, but also a life experience uh, for the students, and for yourself as well. It's your first trip to uh, Peru, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've never been there, no. And so this is going to be fantastic for myself and, and Gavin, my student. He's never been there. He's super excited. Uh, do you have some there already? There are some people there. They arrived. Actually, I believe they are in Ayacucho today. Okay. 
So half the team, the first team, Group 1, is in Ayacucho right now. They're doing some last-minute training. Uh, they, they, they just got there, so they haven't seen the solar system in person yet. So this is what they're doing. They're going to see the parts, how it goes together. I believe tomorrow they're driving to the site. Then they'll spend four days uh, getting part of it set up. Yeah. And then I think you leave in four days? I'm leaving on Friday, so in two days. Kevin and I and, and a bunch of the rest of the team, yeah. Stay connected. Keep on top of what the orders are doing while you're down there, okay? <laughs> yeah, once we get the Internet up, that's what Gavin wanted to do. He wanted to make sure we can stream the Oilers games. Stream the Oilers games. You've got it. You have a goal. Get at it, fellas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate talking to you today. Good luck with the trip. Dr. Kevin Jacobson, Wireless Systems Engineering Technology Instructor at Nate. Off to Peru to bring the interweb to the Andes. More importantly, to bring the Oilers there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to st- great. streaming everywhere. Awesome. <laughs>